Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right. This is Eat and Drink. This Woo! is the... <laughs> this... I had to get that out. I felt you you raised the uh, you raised the energy level in me just by saying just by saying that. No, listen. I, it's so appropriate you gave that that kind of cat call, uh, Ali. You'll find out when I make my cocktail. Uh, but it's also the um, episode we're gonna do before our break. We're gonna take a month break, so you won't see us back till uh, last week of March or the twenty fifth of March. Now we say that we say that, but if you if you need your fix, and and this has happened, don't laugh. There are people who are like, I need more. Number one, we have an incredible repository of. Really fantastic recipe, you know, uh, episodes with drink recipes and food recipes that we're quite proud of. And uh, also, Marco and I will be um, together at, uh, you got to look up relishcookingstudios.com. On February 20th, we will be together doing a, a happy hour um, with uh, with nachos and a, and a great cocktail. We're going to be, if you want to be part of that uh, class, that's an option. So we're not disappearing off the face of the earth. And then I'm hosting something called Canada Reads. If Canadian literature, the best of the best, is of interest, I'm hosting that show March 8th to the 11th. And then we come back right after that. Can um, non-Canadian viewers catch you online uh, for Canada Reads? Bro, me, I don't even concern myself with those people, you know? Okay. Those peasants. Uh, no, I don't I don't actually know. I, okay. uh, I believe they can... Um, Jeez, ah, I wonder if it's geo-blocked outside of Canada. I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure there's a way on the internet because I think it does get uploaded to YouTube at the end of the sure. day. I, I don't sure. think they can catch it live, but yeah, they can catch it after the fact. Well, listen, just type in Canada Reads and find out how you can watch it. We don't want to alienate all our listeners who love literature as well. That's Ali Hassan, by the way. Oh, yeah. Did I not say who I am? No. At this point, people, come on, huh? How many you times do I got to... You should know. <laughs> okay. All right. Ali... I'm really excited about today's cocktail. Do you mind if I just jump in or do you please, want to? Please, uh, Who am uh, I to stand in your way? I, I mean, I really did stand in your way for the last five minutes talking about a bunch of stuff, but it was it was about us. It was about what we're going to do, our plans, our goals and ambitions. But now it's time for you to drink, I think. Yeah. Well, okay, Ali. So you know that um, this Tuesday, February 16th is Mardi Gras. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. On. Oh, gosh. I was like... Two days after Valentine's Day? Yep. Do we celebrate that? Yes. Yeah. Mardi Gras. Okay. Mardi Gras. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it falls on that day because Easter can fall on the Sunday between March the 23rd and March the 25th. And Mardi Gras is always 47 days before Easter. And that's why it happens Holy to this year happens to. Yeah. It happens to be because it, it deals with Lent. Right. Right. And so, I thought Lent was 40 days. So Mardi Gras is the Tuesday uh, a week before Easter start. I mean, before that 40 day period, that's all. Yeah. Be- how it goes because it is Mar- mardi gras right uh tuesday so be- because it could be 40 or it could be 47 it depends when the sunday happens something like that i don't know you need to be a, a calendar scholar to really know that but you're right <laughs> lent is 40 days yeah but mardi gras happens 47 days before because it has to happen on the tuesday right 
I may not know about Catholicism, Christianity, but I'll tell you, I know what Mardi Gras is, and it means Dirty Tuesday or Fat Tuesday. If you've gone to any dirty American city in your life, you will often see a bar called Fat Tuesdays. That's what they're talking about. And so it's before Lent, things get a little ugly and dirty, right? It's the storm before the calm. And so I'm excited about this drink because there's going to be some filth in it, I guess. So you know that the Big Easy NOLA or New Orleans takes this this holiday really seriously. seriously. In fact, uh, Louisiana, I think, gives it like the, it's a, not provincial, a state holiday, Mardi Gras. So in honor of the fact that Mardi Gras is coming up and because Mardi Gras in New Orleans, they canceled the parades, I say, if you can't go to Mardi Gras, bring Mardi Gras to you. So I'm going to make the classic Sazerac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. I so, love the delivery. I love the yeah. delivery. I don't know if I've ever had a Sazerac. All right, let's make let's make this let's make magic, buddy. Listen, is it the most impressive cocktail? Mm, I wouldn't say so. Is it the most tastiest cocktail? Well, if you like rye, maybe so. But is it a classic cocktail from 1838? Yes. Uh so this is a 200-year-old cocktail, you know, it uh involves something you might not have in your liquor cabinet and that is absinthe. So, mm. why don't we get to it and I'll tell you what you can use instead of absinthe, all right? Uh so you want to get an old-fashioned glass. So that's, you know, the stubby cylinder-like glass, so the short stubby glass, and you want to chill the glass. That's key with this drink. The glass has to be chilled. So you can put it in the freezer. Or you can add ice to it and let the ice uh, stay in it and swirl the ice around until the glass is cold. You will be disposing of that ice. It is not a cocktail that is served on the rocks, all right? So in a mixing uh, – I don't have my 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 jigger. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to eyeball it, my friend. I'm going to eyeball this oh, business. Good memories, right? buddy. God, I miss you I so was much. so busy getting the ice. So what you want here, and the beautiful thing about the Sazerac <laughs> is you really want to get an ounce and a half. Like, that's the classic recipe. So I'm just going to eyeball it here. I've got some Crown Royal, which is Canadian whiskey. I'm going to do a nice ounce and a half of it in my uh, stirring glass. Or you can do it in your shaker, but you're not going to be shaking this drink. So we got ice in there. We've put, um, we've put the... We put the um, whiskey in there, the rye. Then you're going to use a... Now, the classic recipe requires sugar cubes, my friend. But who has sugar cubes? You're supposed to muddle the sugar cube with a little bit of uh, pashalt uh, bitters. But I don't have that. So instead, what I did was I made some... Yeah, pashot, pashot, pashot. Pashot, because that's the guy who invented the drink, I, yeah, yeah. okay? Pichot. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I assumed it was pronounced Pashot. Show means hot. Yeah, Pashot. Yeah, that's the way you okay. pronounce it. Sure, that works for me. Uh, <laughs> so Antoine Pashot, a New Orleans apothecary, mixed cognac with his Pashot bitters. And that was sort of the origin of this drink. But then, you know, cognac, not so easy, kind of expensive. They went to whiskey. So in this case, what we're going to do is we're going to add some simple syrup. So you're going to use a, a teaspoon of simple syrup to this drink, and then you're going to use Peugeot uh, bitters. If you don't have those bitters, Angostura, Angostura bitters will, will be a great substitute or whatever bitters you happen to have. So now what we're going to do is we're going to stir that mixture in our stirring uh, vessel so that it gets really, really cold. 
And you're going to stir it about 30 times, my friend. That's usually the number uh, when you want things to incorporate in the bar world, right? 30. Yeah, 30. Now, already, you're, you're, I mean, you're creating a lineup in New Orleans at this point, right? You have to put the, you go put the ice in the glass. you got to reach for seven different ingredients. You're stirring something 30 times. Hopefully, not every second person in New Orleans orders this drink around Mardi Gras. Or we've oh, got, we've got this this drink gets ordered all kinds. When I was in New Orleans, New Orleans last year, I had it, and it got to the table right away. They know how to make this drink in New Orleans. Oh, Trust me, they're, they're yeah, they're not in the process. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm gonna dump the ice out of my old fashioned glass, so my glass is nice and cold, and it is. And what I'm going to do is I'm gonna give it an absinthe rinse. Now, do you remember what a rinse is when we're dealing with cocktails? Ali? I do not remember. I'm so sorry. I feel like a bad student right no, now. No, it's all good. We d- we haven't done a rinse in a long while. So you're going to just put a little drop or two of absinthe in your oh, glass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Swirl then it around. Swirl it around so the, uh, the glass kind of gets coated with the absinthe. And then you're going to dump that out. Now, absinthe has a very strong uh, anise uh, flavor to it and smell to it. In the old days, it was made with wormwood. Okay, so I, I've dumped out the absinthe. And now I'm going to pour this into my glass and just so you know because i've been intermittent fasting this is the first thing i'm going to be consuming today <laughs> i love that you're sticking with the intermittent fasting good man good yeah, man yeah, yeah. Good since la- yeah since last week and now a lemon peel you're going to just put the lemon peel in the drink uh, allow the oils to sort of release I love and that I said you're sticking with it when you, yeah 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 like you're Mr. Stick with things all of a sudden <laughs> Sky pretty much forgetting who he is as a human being. But anyway, I'm proud of you. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm excited to hear how drunk you get in a few seconds. Okay, so I raise this glass to everyone from Mardi Gras and I'll take a sip of it. Oh, it's strong but tasty. It is tasty. <laughs> I do like rye though. Like if you're not a fan of rye but you like bourbon, you can make it with bourbon, although the traditional recipe is with uh, rye whiskey. Um, and you can, there's a there's a bunch of different sort of things you can do with the Sazerac. So for example, as I said, you might not have absinthe. And absinthe is one of those liquors I would say try before you buy. Mm. Because absinthe isn't one of those things that's going to appeal to everyone. It's not like a um, uh, pastis or a uh, ouzo or a uh, sambuca. It's got more of a bite to it. So it's not a sweet Anise flavored uh, liquor, it has that that wormwood flavor to it too. So you got to really like it to have it. I have it just when I need it for cocktails. It's not like I drink absinthe. I wouldn't recommend getting that whole absinthe gear to make yourself an absinthe with the sugar cube and the. Yeah, have you ever seen the the contraptions that absinthe you, you're supposed to have? Yes. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen the, the, in the, the high end bars. They always have those cubes. Grandmas and the high end bars. That's who has those cubes, and then they slowly melt it over a spoon or some sort of yeah. Those contraptions. Exactly. I don't know what exactly. Else sure. Sure. Yeah. It's so crazy. unless it's your thing, don't have it in its place. You can you can use herb sant or a light anise liquor. I mean, you could use whatever anise liquor because it's just a rinse. It's not going to make a whole heck of a lot, but uh, you could even use a floral liquor. So if you wanted to, you could use, let's say, um, the, um, what's that, what's that one that we, we were often using now? I can't think of it. Um, Saint-Germain. 
Oh yeah. Uh, you could use the Saint Germain. You could use um, a orange flavor uh, liquor, like a Grand Marnier, and then you have a blood orange Sazerac, and you could use an orange oh, peel nice. instead of a lemon peel. Okay. So yeah, so that's a Sazerac, and like you know, it's a strong drink. If you're celebrating and you're having a couple of these, trust me, you're gonna be throwing beads wherever you can. <laughs> All right. I will. Can I make a suggestion yeah. about uh, drinks and Mardi Gras? I'm, I know I'm overstepping my boundaries. Into no, no, not at all. Not at all. Territory here. But uh, you focused exclusively on New Orleans and on this uh, kind of snooty drink from the 1830s by some Antoine uh, Peychaud, or it's probably pronounced Peshads if, uh, you know, New Orleans does things like that. Right. But there's another uh, Mardi Gras celebration in the world that I connect with personally which is the one in trinidad which is carnival in trinidad it also will start on that same tuesday and uh and in trinidad so if you still want to celebrate mardi gras but uh too many of those ingredients are not in your liquor cabinet right now and it's a little tough to get them i have another drink for you and that is scotch and coconut water because that is a classic Trini drink at Carnival, anytime really. But that is that's one of the drinks that kind of you know um, fuels Carnival. And I, you know, I was trained to think you know Scotch has to be on the rocks, one rock, two rocks, the most. This is not high end Scotch. This is like a Johnny Walker Red, for example, and mixed with coconut water is. Uh, it's quite a great combination, and it really reminds me of summer and one of my Trini buddies, Trini boy Dave. Not sure if he ever listens to this show, San Diego Trini boy, but uh, he introduced me to that drink, and I said, let me let me also pitch that out there since it is uh, it's that time of the year. I'm gonna see your Trini drink, and I'm yes. gonna raise you a yes. Venetian drink because, of course. In Venice, they celebrate Carnival by wearing the masks and walking around the city and taking pictures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so if you want a, a Venice cocktail, I'm going to give you two that you can enjoy. In fact, you could have all these cocktails that we're, make, that we're talking about today for Carnival. But the Spritz Veneziano or the Aperol Spritz as we know it, of course, yeah. very popular. Um, and the Bellini. The Bellini, of course, um, I believe was invented in Harry's Bar in uh, in Venice, and that and that is uh, peach uh, puree and prosecco. The Bellini, of course, created by famed Italian director Federico Bellini, I believe. Is that not correct? <laughs> in fact, in fact, no. I think it was uh, the Bellini comes from. I'm going to look this up actually. Uh, I, I feel through. like I'm 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 gonna be sad when you find out it was just some Italian guy who ran out of soft serve ice cream and then just put some booze and ice in his machine and then boom the Bellini was born. Or I could be right, as I am in oh. this case. The Bellini was invented Surprise. around 1934, 1948, or in that time period by Giuseppe Cipriani, founder of Harry's Bar in Venice. So there you go. There you go. There I go. I'm finally right for one for for a second. <laughs> eh? It's like Oh, Congratulations. Man. Yeah, but like when you know your what? wife shoves some horrific food product into your mouth in half an hour from now, you remember this moment. <sighs> eh, it but, wasn't all great, but I was right earlier. But that. but here's the thing, like this is just what I wanna wanna say, besides being right, Ali. Like, yeah, the Sazerac might not be the drink for you, but if you're gonna try it, 
Try it now. Try it on the 16th of yeah. February. Sure. Uh, you know, and if you don't have absinthe, don't go crazy. Just do a rinse of some sort of uh, liquor, whether it be anise-based or do something more floral. Just rinse your glass with it. It's going to be straight whiskey with some simple syrup and some Angostura bitters with some lemon peel. And remember to squeeze the lemon peel so that the oils go into your drink. And life is nice in a, in a really chilled glass. I agree with that. You know, if you listen to this show often enough, you know that Marco and I both love food that's connected to a story or that's connected to something historic or, or, or you know, monumental events. And um, so I'll agree with that, man. If there was ever a time to have a Sazerac, it's in a global pandemic on Mardi Gras. Make yourself at home, in your home, and uh, and enjoy yourself. Most definitely. Most definitely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that, my friend. Yeah, you deserve that, buddy. Huh? Yeah, you're already yeah. right. Let's give you two wins. A couple oh, of wins to start man. off the show. Um, all right. Shall we move on? Are you uh, was yeah. that man about how strong your drink is? Is that what that yeah, it was? It was shit. I can't believe you heard that. Like, I can't believe you deciphered that. That was totally that. I know that man. I know that man when you're expecting Dude. you take a sip and you're like, oh man, I didn't expect it to be that strong. But as you said, you'll be uh, you'll be on your ass throwing beads uh Onto your wife's body in moments, I guess. I'm three sips in and my face is hot. <laughs> I can hear your eyes. My face is hot, buddy. It's tingling. Oh, Jesus. The sound okay. quality is so good on this that I can <laughs> actually hear your hot face. Good oh, for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So All right. speaking of hot, speaking of getting hot. Yep. I know it sounds like I'm going to call Lauren hot, which, uh, sorry, Laurel, Laurel, you might be hot. I'm, I'm not, you might not be. And that's okay. We love you no matter what. But the hot is, of course... Laurel, one of our, our um, lovely longtime listeners, wrote in and said, Ali, can you uh, dive into fenugreek? Oh, and that's this awesome. is where hot and heat come into the conversation because it is a warming spice. Now, um, her, her question was like, where is it used? What is it all about? Uh, how do you pronounce it? I'd love to hear an Ali breakdown on fenugreek. Oh, so Laurel, I great. don't know where a fenugreek came um, across your radar and how, but fenugreek is very, very interesting because it is, it's actually three different things. Maybe I would even say four different things. Fenugreek uh, comes in a seed form. Okay, so sometimes that seed, and I'll, I'll tell you how that can be used, the seed form. Um, I'm going to give you a recipe with all four of them. Not not detailed recipes, but I'm going to guide you in the right direction. You're blowing my mind right now. Too much, huh? One like, thing. I didn't, I didn't, realize it, I didn't realize it came in three different forms. So yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued, buddy. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to I'm drop 3. it. 3.5 even. Okay. 3.5, okay. I would say. Because you have the seed, okay? And that is a very hard thing. If you tried to bite it, you could crack your tooth. So that needs to be uh, cooked for quite a while. Uh, or it can be sautéed. Um, to impart some flavor and then remove. So I'm going to talk about that. Next is taking that seed and grinding it. Now you have ground fenugreek, much more easy to use to add into various curries and things like this. Then you have the fenugreek plant, which is very leafy green. It kind of looks like a little bit like watercress. It has that same bitterness. A very interesting. One of my favorite things is something called methi alu. Methi is fenugreek in Hindi and in Urdu and Punjabi. And methi and potatoes, methi alu, is uh, such a terrific, because the, the potatoes are a great vehicle for this slightly uh, bitter um, uh, leaf. And then those leaves are dried 
and you have dried fenugreek, which oh, is a man. whole different animal. It's 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 like uh, you know, think of like oregano, fresh oregano versus dried oregano. They have different flavors. They have different right, notes right. and um, and different uses. So that's the four ways that fenugreek can come into your life. So I don't know, Laurel, you didn't tell us which type of fenugreek you were most interested in using. Uh, let me break this down for you first. I, I got to ask you something though, Ali. Uh, yeah, how, do you, how do you, how do you know? Important. Like if you, if you have a recipe that says fenugreek, are you using the seed, the crushed seed, the dried leaf or the real leaf? Like how well, is it? One's, how's hope, it? one's hope, Marco, is that uh, the person writing that recipe has enough sense to guide people uh, into uh, into into the right direction, right? I mean, but we know of- we know when it comes to Anglo's and and writing in English that doesn't happen in the in the Hindu or Indian or um, Pakistani uh, cookbooks. Would it be? deciphered between leaves like do, do they have different yes. names is what yes, i'm saying they do okay. actually that's okay. an interesting thing so okay. if if it says fresh methi you're looking at the fresh fenugreek leaves mm-hmm. if it says kasuri methi kasuri methi is uh the dried fenugreek leaves and if it just says methi you're looking at um at the those seeds and then it'll tell you to grind them for example in a uh, okay. mortar and pestle or in a in a you know however you you grind it with right. a spice grinder coffee grinder are you wow. satisfied with that answer? Yeah, no, I'm happy now I'm because it's be like, satisfied. of course, of course, you know, in English, we'd probably just say uh, fenugreek leaves and people are going to be like, what? I didn't even know. Like, I would have been like, what are they talking about? This must be a misprint here. I only yeah. know what it in this powder or seed form. Yeah, no, it's got those four forms, buddy. And yeah. I do want to, this is, this is for you because I know you like to talk about these kind of things. I want to talk a little bit about its health benefits. Uh, in alternative and Chinese medicine, it's been used for thousands of years, thousands to treat um, internal and external uh, conditions, skin conditions on the outside, many diseases. And um, it's uh, nutrition. It's got fiber, protein, carbs, iron. 20% of your daily value, value of iron can be found in a tablespoon of fenugreek. So it can be very, very good. It has a great um, uh, you know, nutritional profile. Uh, also... Uh, has some some very positive effects on breast milk. I know that's relevant to you. You're still pumping, I believe. Mark I am. Really. I am. I have the machine now. It does a better and job. And it also uh, is uh, is used as a a supplement to boost testosterone in men. So oh. uh, yeah, give you a bit of a increased libido apparently, and uh, and and strength. So this is like really wow. something. And then the diabetes and blood sugar levels are are you know possibly controlled. Uh, various metabolic conditions can be controlled by uh, by fenugreek. So this is not not something to be overlooked. If you're looking for healthy ingredients and nutrients to add into your diet, do yourself a favor and do a little bit of a deep dive into fenugreek and the best ways to consume it. I feel like we all know about ginger and turmeric. I feel like fenugreek will have its moment. It's not as well known here, but it certainly should be. I mean, with certain communities it is, but I don't sure. think it's widespread. I would say buy some now and and uh, and hoard it and then sell it on the black market in uh, years from now. No, don't do that. Buy okay. it and hoard it because it's probably going to go up in price. Wow. You know, after Ali Hassan talks about things, they usually get pretty, you know, pretty um, popular in the, so, in the uh, mainstream markets. So you pronounce it because one of the things that Laurel asked is how do you pronounce it? And you pronounce yeah. fenugreek? Well, I say fenugreek. I fenugreek. say like fenugreek, but you could say fenugreek. And okay. I don't know if anybody would uh, uh, be too offended, but I say fenugreek. That's what I've always heard. Fenugreek. 
um, and then Methi is the way we pronounce it in uh, in India and Pakistan. Okay, at so least in north of India. So now that we've got the relevance of it in the in its different forms, yes. When to use it, how to use okay. it, talk to us. So the two communities that I knew prior to finding out about Chinese community using um, uh, fenugreek for, for medicinal purposes, I knew that Ethiopians use fenugreek and I knew that uh, Indians and Pakistanis use fenugreek. So the seed, if you have the seed, an interesting thing to do is to make a clarified butter. So like in India, we call it ghee. It is a clarified butter. Uh, lots of videos out there showing you how to clarify butter over a sort of a medium heat. You just take a massive pound, you know, the, the, the block of butter and you let it simmer and you just continuously skim the, um, the, the milk solids that come up to the top off. And you, that's how easy it is to make um, clarified butter. Now it does take a certain amount of time and you do have to wait for certain things to happen, but in that clarified butter, you can add things like fenugreek, cardamom, cumin seeds, cinnamon, and that is called niterkibe in Ethiopia, and they use it in stews uh, to braise vegetables, um, as a, you know, to to, to saute vegetables and meats. So that is to have a, a very interesting aromatic seasoned, clarified uh, Ethiopian style butter. So that's where you can use those. You know, cardamom seeds, cinnamon stick, cumin seeds, fenugreek, and then strain it out at the end. But they will all impart an amazing flavor to your uh, to your butter. All right, that's number one. And number what is two, the flavor? What is it? Like, sorry, buddy. What, the flavor? Like, yeah. Okay. So the what people say mostly is that it reminds them of clover. Okay. Um, that's the first. It does have a bit of a bitterness. If okay. you toast it, that bitterness comes out. But that bitterness in the fresh leaves is is excellent. Like that. That's what you want. You wouldn't okay. want it to be. Uh, a bland green. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's what most people will call it. It has a slight bitterness. I've read uh, people say there's also a hint of maple in it. Okay. And uh, I, I, I could buy that. I could buy that. I don't sure. think that's fully um, fully a lie. But um, it's, yeah. So people say, oh yeah, uh, smell and taste like maple syrup is something that I've read in a couple of places. Now, I don't, a little, I don't know. a little yeah, bit. It, it, it does have, it, it's, it's a, it's a, I would say like a more pungent maple syrup, if, okay. if anything, because if you, I, I, I have to qualify that if you're, if you smell maple syrup and then you say, okay, fenugreek, you're going to be like, oh, this is not, this, this thing has gone bad. It hasn't gone bad. It's fenugreek, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's maple syrup with some bite and some earthiness to it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, now that's, so I told you what to do with the seed. Now, once you sure. ground the seed, now you can, now you can play, you can make a garam masala with it, for example. So you can look up different uh, recipes of garam masalas, uh, or you can just do a spice mix when you're making a curry. So let's say a recipe, usually I, when I'm making meat, uh, lamb or goat, fenugreek is something I grind and, and look for along with ground cumin, ground coriander, I put uh, about half the amount. So if it's a tablespoon of ground coriander, it's a half a tablespoon of ground fenugreek because it is quite strong. Okay. And that goes really well um, either in a marinade of meats, you know, with some some yogurt and a little bit of olive oil if you want to marinate it before you grill the meat, always great, or at the uh, at the base of a stew. Not something you add at the end, sprinkling on for okay. an aroma. It really should be cooked. I see. Okay, that's Important. a good. That's a great tip, actually. Yes. Next is that 
miti. So the 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 leaves, the fenugreek fresh leaves. So you buy them, and it's kind of a it's it's kind of it's work. I was going to say pain in the ass. That's not right because it's so worth it. You have to wash them, and then it's about removing sometimes hundreds of leaves off the stems. It's thick stems and it's small leaves, so it feels tedious. Uh, and then it's about you know laying them out on on paper towels or right. on, uh, cloth you know cloth towels sure. and letting them dry, uh, and then adding them to, uh, to to sauteed potatoes to make this alu meti. So it's it's a basically you could say curried potatoes. It has cumin seeds. It has red chili flakes, turmeric, fenugreek, fresh coriander. There's not too much to it. But that with with some roti roti or chapati is just it's just such a fantastic meal. So that's like a comfort food for me, uh, alu meti. Okay. So that's one. And then finally, telling you about the kasuri meti, which is the dried leaves. That's the one time you can sprinkle it on in the end. Let's say you make like a creamy chicken curry. So like a chicken korma or a butter chicken or something like that. At the very end, along with some sort of fresh herbs, you can also uh, crush these dried leaves in your fingers and um, and put them on. And it really does add something very, very nice to a, especially a creamy curry or a creamy spicy stew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. You've given us a lot of recipes that are... Um, Indian, Pakistani in nature. How do we incorporate fenugreek or fenugreek into more traditional, say, North American dishes? Great question. I mean, look, you could use very basic. I could I could think of those fenugreek leaves yeah. being added to a salad. If you're somebody who likes arugula, or yeah. how do you pronounce it again? Arugula. Yeah. Arugula. You pronounce yeah. it arugula, a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you like watercress, there's no reason to think that you wouldn't like fenugreek. It is a different taste, but you can get leaves like that, or you can get sprouted um, fenugreek, um, uh, you know, seeds. Sure. And you can add those seeds to to salad, or you can add the greens, the fresh greens to salad. And um, that could be interesting. That could I'm be right. a very interesting salad. Very, very, very uh, different take on your classic sort of uh, romaine and sure. iceberg world. You know, that's sure. we. You leave that once you go into the arugula, and and uh, and watercress and uh, and this fenugreek. But it's, I, I think, it's a worthwhile departure. I think really I've read here that uh, you can use it uh, as a lamb rub. I guess this is the powder oh, yeah. uh, for yeah. shish kebabs. Sure. Uh, or uh, roast chicken, using it as uh, instead of like the other spices that we tend Man, rosemary I've never and whatnot. Yeah, I've never done that. That's interesting. Sure. Okay. There's also an incredible uh, fenugreek tea. It seems like a lot of people are using for diabetes for the help help with the production of breast milk and to help with menstrual cramps. Uh, yeah. You can purchase that in your health food store. Um, so it has a lot of purposes, my friend. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, this uh, something about uh, nursing mothers can very much benefit from this. And then, as I said earlier, uh, there are connections to metabolism and uh, testosterone. And I don't know. I mean, look, those are things that you would have to look into to see exactly what amount and what form you have them in. But I don't think it's uh, it's any exaggeration or lie to say that this is a very healthy 
uh, herb or spice, depending on how you use it, uh, that you should look at uh, adding into your into your diet. It also seems like the type of herb or spice you can add, and it it works well with other herbs and spices. Like for example, I see here a uh, metigobi, Indian cauliflower wild, with ginger and fenugreek. So it's mm. it looks to me like it plays well with other other uh, spices, and it, it works plays well with, well with others. Yeah. I absolutely agree. In fact, I don't think I've ever used fenugreek on its own as like a primary spice the way I have with let's say cumin. Sure. Or I have with coriander, right? It does. It not only does it play well with others. I think it almost necessitates other spices to be around when it's in spice form, not when it's in fresh herb. Form. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. is it a staple in your cupboard? Like, if I went to your house right now, which I can't, but if I did and I opened your cupboard, you will always there? find those dried kasuri methi leaves. That okay. is for sure. Any any potato. Um, you know, Indian style potato stir fry or curry that I use, I'll do, I'll, I'll use that. I'll reach for that. Uh, any creamier kind of coconut curry or, you know, yogurt based milk, cream based curry. I'm for sure reaching for the kasuri methi. Uh, methi seeds are always there and I grind them as need be. Uh, so you won't find ground. You have to ground, ground your own. I've got a couple of options. I'd give you the mortar and pestle to see you sweat it out. Okay. Okay. And then um, when I'm in an Indian grocer and I see fresh fenugreek uh, staring at me. Yeah. You know, I mean, nine out of 10 days uh, a week, you'll find potatoes in my house. And because I love aloo methi, once I see methi or that fresh fenugreek, I'm like, well, I'm picking this up. That's for sure. And then you call your children and you get them to work. Pick the leaves off the stems, punks. Then I would think this, if it stands to stands to reason that it works with potatoes in that recipe, could you not use fenugreek in a roasted potato recipe sure. or or add a pinch of the ground fenugreek to, let's say, a, a mashed potato just to give it a little bit of lift? Look, man, you can try, but now you're making that mistake where okay. you're adding it at the end without oh, cooking it first. And okay. I don't believe that raw fenugreek is going to be a great tasting thing. It may have okay. great benefits sure. uh, health-wise to just sort of consume it, but I don't think it's going to be great for your um, for your unless you've sautéed it in that what I mentioned earlier that Ethiopian um, uh, uh, ghee that clarified right. Ethiopian butter. If you have done that. And then, uh, you know, poured some of that ghee on your um, on your mashed potatoes. Now we're talking. Now we're that, talking. Uh, okay. I, I'm not sure how you pronounce nitter exactly, but nitter kibe is is that clarified butter. And uh, if you put that on mashed potatoes, I think you might be uh, you might be onto something. Wow, this was an amazing venture to this one spice. Laurel, Laurel, man, thank you for, for taking us on this journey. Listen, Laurel, anytime we want to thank you for sending in that uh, request. She also mentioned she wants to know about Sambuca. I'm going to do an episode where I talk about Sambuca and Limoncello because we had another listener say, can you tell me about the best Limoncello? Can you tell me about Sambuca is what Laurel's mm-hmm. asking, which which one I should be looking for. These are two Italian uh, liquor staples that you should have in your house. So we'll do an episode when we come back from our uh, month-long break there, Ali. Great. So, uh, leave, Great. It, leave it hanging there. Leave it hanging. And it is a good, it's also a very good reminder to to Laurel and to all our listeners that when I'm asked to do something, I'm pretty responsive. Whereas Marco goes out, do it later. So it just, I mean, it's a good sort of commentary on who we are as people. Yeah, fair enough. Listen, 
you got to do what you got to do. I, I felt like the the Sazerac, if I didn't make it today, I would no, have to wait another the timing, year. It was Sazerac timing. And Sambuca yeah. also, as the weather warms up, as spring yeah. comes sure. in, uh, you know, Sambuca to me was like, you know, you open your buddy's cupboard, your, your freezer in, in, in university or college, yeah. and it's just sitting there. It's always there like an old friend yeah. ready to have you start the night, you know, ready to give you that little, uh, up, what is it called? Get up and go. Give me, yeah. it's your get up and go stuff. And yeah. so, um, you know, spring has a get up and go feel. And I think sure. that'd be a great time for you to reintroduce, uh, Sambuca to everybody. For me, it's a, um, a nostalgic look back at the early nineties where we used to do flaming Sambuca shots That's, and of course, all that of course. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen that faithful friend in a while. So we'll make sure we do a great episode. But having said that, I guess it's time for me to put on my absolutely my beads and my mask. All right. Uh. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? All right, Ali, my blindfold is on. We're waiting for my wife to come down and text you with what she has. But I want to mention this. So Valentine's Day is also happening, I think, the day after this show. Oh, no, a couple of days after we air the show. Yeah, the day after on Friday, I think, is Valentine's Day, right? Or, or Saturday. And I told you that I was going to turn a gingerbread house that I had and I was intending to do for Christmas into a Valentine's Day house. And I did it, my friend. You did it? Yeah, I took Valentine's Day candy. I'll take a photo and I'll put it on our Instagram. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I want to see this, go to Podcast Eat Drink on Instagram and you will see my Valentine's Day gingerbread. Uh, did she Did she text you, Ali? She texted me. She texted are you, me. Are you in approval of this? I will not reveal anything. Okay. I've got my poker voice on. Okay, he's got his poker voice on. I can hear her. Uh, stepping into the room. I, yes. I am blindfolded. Uh, Give her a sip of Sazerac. She's always more aggressive the way she feeds okay. you when she's do, had Do you want to try a little bit of the drink that I made, the Sazerac? I, I, made? I will. I will. Okay. Because he said you're always... Am I, are you putting it in my hand? I'm oh, she's, in your mouth. I'm putting it in your oh, mouth. Oh, she's put, oh okay. This is, oh, oh, we're right ah. in. We're right in. We're right in. Oh, my God. There's so much. There's always something. Why would you put so much in my mouth? Oh, it's actually quite good. I like this a lot. Oh, no. He likes it. Oh man, I like this a lot. Okay, I'll have another bit. It definitely is like a rice pudding of some sort, but it's not quite rice pudding. Mm. It's neither cold nor hot, which <laughs> has me feeling like it's rice. It's rice in a like creamy, sweet, uh, milky kind of sauce. So it's rice. It's a rice pudding, but it's not like, it's almost like, the rice hasn't been, um, the, the rice is still al dente. Like it's not, you know, how some rice puddings, the rice is just mush. That's not the case here. This is a, is it, you know what I'm going to guess? Can I guess? I've only had two. Yeah. It's an arborio rice pudding is what it has to be because it, it still has, uh, the rice is not mush. It still has a bit of tooth or al dente-ness to it. It has that sweetness of the cream. So that's what I'm going to go with. A arborio rice, um, rice pudding and it's more liquidy actually the 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 sauce is more liquidy so i'm gonna go with that well i've always said that you're an old grandmother trapped in a uh middle-aged oh. uh, italian men's uh 
you know, body and uh, your enthusiasm for rice pudding definitely confirms that. Was it Arborio rice? I know that it's Devon rice pudding, but it's, what kind of no, rice? No, it's Devon rice pudding. And it says here, full cream milk, skimmed milk, whey rice. It just says whey, sorry, whey and then rice and sugar. And this yeah. is actually a can from, I don't know where she got this from, from product of the UK. So she must have bought it for... You know, she's always looking to put something in my mouth that I won't won't necessarily know. And she yes. went and brought ambrosia. I'll take a picture of it. It's actually, she brought it in the can and it looks quite disgusting out of the can, I have to say. I assumed it, it would be. It so looks to like, hear you be happy, of course, angered me. I didn't it, like the way it, that. It looks like something from the war that they would eat <laughs> on the field. Okay. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, reminds me of me, mom. Bam, he's dead. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm sending you a text right now so that you can get the full sort of uh glory of what like I feel like she gets this at the dollar store and who knows how old it is, and then she puts it in my mouth. Like that's I right. honestly feel like you and her are poisoning me. That's what that's that's how it feels. Yeah, but we're having fun. So yeah, I don't know. Listen, uh, listen. Yeah. I'd like to say I've eaten worse, but really after she served me dirt, remember that time she sent me served me dirt? I don't think I've ever dirt. eaten worse. Yeah. It wasn't dirt for the love of God. Still with the dirt, this guy. All right. Well, right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, and yeah. it's really on brand for you to enjoy mm-hmm. old people British rice pudding. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> your teeth have no well, your teeth literally have no use. Just to listen. mushy rice and pasta you like all the mush you're a big mush guy you know i was i was made for the beginning of my life and the end of my life (laughs) teeth were wasted on this guy oh man oh man what a fun time what a good episode buddy what a way to send us into our little break um again i'm gonna say this one more time that although this is a break uh, you don't have to miss us at all because we have i don't something like 80 episodes marco we've been doing for quite a while without a break if you count the mini episodes and the maxi episodes or the special episodes where we have guests, we're at a hundred. We're at least at a hundred. So you listen to our back catalog, you know, enjoy, make the drinks. And, uh, you know, that'll give you the time to email us like Laurel did with regards to episodes or food items or drink items you want to see us uh, take care of. It, it will actually appreciate that quite a bit. We, you know, Marco and I have our own ideas of what we're going to do coming up, but obviously we have our own uh, biases and our own sort of blinders on to certain products and things that just don't come our way or don't grab our attention. So if something has grabbed your attention, you'd like to see us uh, do a deep dive on it or uh, or just insult it, whatever the case might be, uh, reach out. Uh, how do people reach out, Marco? They can email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com or find us on all our social media, which is also Podcast Eat Drink. That's good. That was nice. Marco's been doing audio work and it shows. That was yes. very smoothly <laughs> delivered. Okay, buddy. Thank you very much. I'll see you in a month's time uh, or actually in a few weeks uh, yeah. at Relish Cooking Studios, courtesy of Relish Cooking Studios. Right. But otherwise, um, yeah, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your... Uh, Enjoy your time without me yelling into your ears. Ali, let the good times roll. Absolutely. Happy. You're giving up anything for Lent, by the way? Final party question? No, I am not. Good for you. Good answer. (laughs) I didn't think you were the type. I didn't think that's uh, you don't you don't you don't bow to such a boat. What? You don't you don't lower yourself to such a. Oh, you're intermittent fasting. You've already lowered yourself yeah, to a wonderful place, man. What yeah, intermittent yeah, fasting, which means I eat at like 1130 and I have until like 630 to finish and I cram whatever I can in that time. That's great. Good for you, buddy. I look, I look forward to seeing your svelte, healthy body very soon.
Yeah, well, we'll see how we'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted. You'll find out uh, after we come back from our break. Okay, take care, everybody. You've been listening to uh, Podcast Eat and Drink. I'm Ali Hassan. Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. Bottoms up.